0: Hello, listener, and welcome to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Thank you so much for finding time to join me. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Maureen Kumbok is in standby with a family life segment to talk us through part two of the topic, Build Up or bust Up. Sister Becky Arunga will be joining us with a Bible segment. Today she'll be taking us through a topic entitled, The Invited Guest. Stay tuned for this and some songs which I in store for you. Here is a song, Yerusalemi by Docs Church Choir.
1: Jerusalem. Analiwa na wana, a wa wate uleva tata o shinda, a tanaki wapane, ye u analiwa na wana, awate wa uleva taka u shinda, a tanaki wapane, kiviboyone sandu, kamabutana I'm a hotel, I want you, but to to
0: This is a New Life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Get ready to listen to Maureen Komboka with the Family Life segment. Be blessed.
2: God, dear listener, today we are going to continue on our topic of build-up or bust-up. Here is one way to deal with an angry man. Jonah was angry first because he felt he had been made to look like a fool, a false prophet. Next, he was angry because his shade plant had died. Twice God asked the disgruntled prophet if he was right to be angry. God did not tell Jonah his anger was wrong, but asked him, If it was appropriate, Jonah was mad because God had not burned up, never. He felt cheated of his reputation and the fireworks. Forget about all the people in the city. Husband and wife will get angry with each other. Where there is work, there is usually friction and heat. It is not the anger, but what we do with the anger that decides whether a marriage is moving towards a build-up, a strengthening or a bust-up the end of the road, or collapse. Cold anger, silent rage, with sullen looks. We can even feel good about it. I don't lose my temper. Used no bad language, but we fool ourselves. The silent treatment may go on for days. It is corrosive. The damage is hard to repair after prolonged pain. Out anger is more common. There are several ways of dealing with it. First, we can just express it. Let it out in words or even fists. Throw things, break things, shout and scream. It seems pretty childish, but when we lose our tempers, we act like overgrown children. not Christian husbands marching us to war. Some say that having a storm clears the air, where there may be things said, or blows struck that will take a long time to heal. A few smashed items or furniture may remind us of the folly. Suppose we deny our anger, suppress it. We paper over the cracks, we shove nasty things away into the cupboard. But the paper splits as the crack grows wider. The nasties come tumbling out of the cupboard door. The next time there is a quarrel. The unfinished business of the first quarrel will resurface. Look how the focus of the argument may shift. He complained of burnt toasts. She said he ought to be able to afford a new toaster for her. He asked if she thought he was made of money, like a father, who had made his money in some rather shady deals. Well, that was better than having an idle near do well father who couldn't provide for his children and give them a decent education and example. The argument has shifted. The toaster is forgotten. The toaster is forgotten. This couple have a great deal to resolve. Their resentment surfaced over burnt toast—something rather trivial. It could have offered to adjust the toaster so that it did not burn. It could have asked if the toaster was worn out. It could have been tactful, but he charged in, "You always burn the toast." It probably wasn't true. She did not always burn the toast, though perhaps usually. "You always," followed by something negative, is a good way to start a row. His statement and his tone began a confrontation, pulling all the skeletons, the hidden resentments, out of each other's mental cupboards. Deny anger is no solution. Processing anger. First, we have to admit that we are angry. We may have the idea that Christians are not supposed to be angry, but angry we are. We may even have to admit that we are too angry to deal with issues immediately. Or our partner is too angry to think straight. Look, dear, I'm angry. I think you're angry. Let's cool off and we'll talk about it later. So we walk off the adrenaline with a brisk walk perhaps in different directions or a spell in the garden. Later, when the pulse is normal, we can analyze the situation, talk through the issues and resolve them. Ask any couple when a quarrel began over a big issue. The little issues start it and the big ones come on the scene. Remember the toast? Most domestic roles center around money, sex, or power. Perhaps power, the desire to control, is the most powerful of the three. Peter and Paul set power in perspective. There need be no power struggle when a wife submits to a husband. Feminist outcry, but wait for the next part. When husbands love their wives as Christ loved the church, Christ's service is perfect freedom. There is no... Subtitude in true marriage. Perfect love casts out fear. Paul wrote, Even if you're angry, you must not sin. Never let the sun set on your anger or else you'll give the devil a foothold. Ephesians 4 verses 26 and 27 Sound advice, go to bed with peace in the heart. The mind tends to go on churning the events of the day. Angry thoughts at night will fester in the mind. Paul was a sound psychologist. He knew the God who made us what we are. Here are 12 words that can save your peace. I was wrong. I am sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I repeat them again. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. That's the end of our program today. Till next time, goodbye. I've been your presenter, Maureen Komboka.
0: Attuned to Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. This is your presenter, Samuel Maangi. Our producer would love to have a thought concerning this program. Please send them to the producer, Adventist Salt Radio, P.O. Box 4276 100 Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us through aw nairobi at ek.adventis.org. Let us now listen to Mbaka's Central Choir with the song, Ali Alika.
1: Alitua alika kofanya makaa oh miyonyi muetu akatutuma teneni bele ju ya fanye yataka yompenesa atuani kame bidakalo chufuraisha bele. Atakayo mpedeza Atu hodika mwe Itakalotu fura isha Alitu hali kakafanya makao Myo yoni mwetu Akatutuma Tadeni mbele Tuyafanya atakayo mpeneza. Atuoni kwemwe, ni zaka lo chufuraisha. tuyafanye bene, tu yofanye yachakayo mpenzeza. Atuoni kwemwe, ni zaka lo chufuraisha. tena. Tusi kawie tena, na kawie tena, alu ichedani ambe budurwa na wote, ana kibaru a kigumuri, ana alagola kewazi, kulebinguhi, Tusi kawie tena. Wietena, tusika wietena, tusikawi wietena, adu ishetani, ame guduli wana wote, ana kibaru wa kigumu, ana langona ke wazi Jabu mikiri bwana awe mokozi shukulia kosa usijifiche mokozi wetu yeye wa uruma, muzima wa bure ni kwake uliakoso usijifiche mokozi wetu yeye wa uruma, muzima wa bure kwake Kawie tena, tusi kawie tena, tusi kawie tena. Adui shetani, ame buduliwa nawate. Anaki parua kigumo, ana langola kewazi, kule migu ni, tena. Tusikawie tena, tusikawie tena, adu ishetani, ameguduli wana wote, ana kibaru wa kigumu, ana nangola kewazi, kule minguni. Tusika wietena, tusika wietena, tusika wietena, adu ishetani, ameguduli wana wote, ana kibaru wa kigumu, ana langola ke wazi, wazi.
0: It is another opportunity to get some spiritual nourishment from Sister Becky Arunga. Welcome, Sister.
3: Beloved of God, I am most glad that you have found time to be in God's presence. There is no better place to be than in the presence of God. And so I invite you at this juncture that we may study God's word together. I am your servant, Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, your word is sure. Your word is truth. You have given us a chance to study your word. And I pray, Lord, that may your spirit be with us to teach us and to lead us along the paths of life everlasting. Now abide with us till we come to a close in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, child of God. It is always a privilege to study God's word. And we have been looking at the divinity of Jesus Christ, just to know that though he was God, he was also man in verity. And as we study his life on earth, we are able to come to terms with whatsoever he went through, that you and I may be saved. Today, I want us to look at an account of Christ Jesus and how he acted to save the situation in a wedding at Cana of Galilee. The Bible records that the changing of water into wine at Cana was the first miracle of Christ Jesus. And we saw that through the petition of his mother, he was able To have the guest at the wedding enjoy their tasty drink of the fruit of the grape. Now John chapter 2 reading from verse 1 says, On the third day a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. At this juncture, I would like us to just pause and look at the situation surrounding the wedding at Cana. In the wedding at Cana, interestingly, we are told part of the invited guests, those who had been given the card to attend the wedding. And chief above them is we have Jesus Christ, his disciples, and his mother. And I find something fascinating about this particular story, in the sense that the writer has taken the task to just show us who were part of the people in the wedding. Of course, there were many people who had attended, but there are names that were mentioned. That is Jesus Christ himself, his mother, together with his disciples. And then there is a situation that has arisen in this very wedding. Many are the guests, but the wine has run out. And the mother of Jesus seeing the situation actually invokes his son and tells him they have no more wine. And it is Christ who tells the mother, my time is not yet come. Then verse 6 says, Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. At the crisis, at the moment of crisis, when Jesus said his time had not yet come, the mother simply said, do whatever he tells you. And when Christ ordered for the jars to be filled, sure enough, we see that at the end of the day, there was a jar of a liquid that tasted finer even than the wine that they had in the first instance. And I would like us to just think through this passage in another different light. The question is, who are you inviting in the feasts that you are having? Who is the guest in your house, in your heart? in your ceremonies, in your place of work, in your church? When you have organized an event, who is the invited guest? Have you taken time to look through who is coming? Have you taken time to look through who it is that you are with in your moment of festivity? And this person, the person at this wedding, did a very noble task in having Christ Jesus at the very wedding. And when the wine ran out, Christ was able to come through for them. It is not that we invite Jesus in our lives so that we can expect something from him. But Christ Jesus is day by day knocking at the door of your heart. Jesus Christ is looking at the situation. It is a wedding. It is a moment of joy. He is there both in joy and in sorrow. He is there both in sickness and in health. He is there when you need him most. Christ Jesus is always there. And so we realize that at this wedding of Cana of Galilee, we have been told of the person who was invited. Now, beloved, something interesting happens, that Jesus Christ is always standing at the door of your heart. You may not have invited him with a card, but even so, he has come. He is at the door of your heart. He is knocking. Revelation 3 verse 20 it is a verse very common to us, but we cannot rely on its commonality to prevent us from gleaning some truth from it. It says, Behold, Christ is telling us something. Here I am. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. That Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and he is simply knocking. Are you going to answer him? Are you going to allow him to be the invited guest? For he says that when you open the door, he will come in and eat with him and he with you. So friend, even as the wedding parties, the bride and the bridegroom, at the wedding of Cana, among their invited list, they had Jesus. They had the mother of Jesus and they had the disciples of Jesus. Now, who is the chief guest in your heart? Who are you willing to put as number one in your invited guest list so that he may be with you? Because Christ has given us an assurance, an assurance like no other. But when we call unto him, he will answer. When we seek his face, he is always there with us. And then verse 9 continues to say, And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Beloved, sometimes we live in our lives, and as we live we know not how things happen to us. But one thing is sure, that since you give your life to Jesus, the longer you serve Christ, the sweeter he grows. Just like this water that turned into wine that was so sweet, the more you encounter Jesus, the sweeter he grows. The more that you love Jesus, more love he bestows unto you. Each day in your life, each moment is like heaven. Jesus supplies every need. He supplies precious grace to enable you to live through your life. And so, dear child of God, one thing remains for sure, that Christ is still in the business of saving his people. He is still in the business of doing you good and great. If only you would trust him. If only you would invite him. He is standing at the door of your heart. Are you willing to give up everything and have Jesus taking charge and control over every situation in your life. If that be the case, if that be your prayer, humbly let us seek the face of God. Thank you, everlasting Father. In your word of truth, you have reminded us that who is the invited guest in our feast. And Lord, it is Christ Jesus, the Rock of Ages, who is standing at the door of our heart, knocking, that we may find an abiding place for Him. Dear Lord, there is nothing in us to commend us to You, but to Your cross, Jesus, we simply cling. How we pray that You may give us grace to help us in time of need. And how we pray this day, Lord, that you may find an abiding place in our heart for the glory and honor of Your name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for finding time to be in God's presence. It's always a privilege studying God's word together and knowing exactly what he has in store for us. Till we meet again, be blessed.
0: That brings us to the end of our program for today. I hope that you have enjoyed this program. Send your views to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, COD 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us through awr Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Join me next time, same place, same time. But until then, may our God keep you safe. I've been a presenter, Samuel Maangi.
1: Alitua alika kofanya makaa oh miyonyi muetu akatutuma Tweneni bele ni bele tu ya fanye ya chakayompenesa atuani kama bele ni bele. Tu yafanye yataka yompenesa, atuani kamae, ni zaka lo chufuraisha. makao, mpyonyi mwe tu akatutuma. Mwenene mwenene, tu yafanye yataka yompenesa, atuani kamae, ni zaka lo chufuraisha. Tweneni mbele, tuyafanye yataka yompe neza Hatu honi kamwe, nitakalo tufuranisha Tusika wietena, tusika wietena, tusika wietena tena tusikawiete tena tusikawiete tena aduijeta ni amebuduliwana wote ana kibarua kigumu ana na ngono yake wazi kula mimi Kesu penola ajabu kiri bwa awe mokozi mokozi we tu kwake uliye kosa mokozi wetu. Yeah, yeah. Yeye wa uruma, I'm a man of a man a